summer lovin' had me a blast. Summer lovin' happened so fast. Where has summer's summer gone? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. I will confess that I um, have always loved my last name. I, I can't really tell you why. I just have always really liked it. And I um, didn't ever really want to give it up. So my first husband was not as cool about me hyphenating, but I did. And I think also being part of um, affiliated with the unions as an actress, it was just told to me a long time ago, don't go changing your name. So I've been Terry Summers um, since I was born. But I think I also liked summers because it made me think of the summer. And, you know, when you're in school, you're out over the summer. But as I have gotten older, the thought of the summer living in Arizona is kind of like a uh, flash of hell, maybe, in my mind. (laughs) So the fact that we are uh, coming into a new month the kind of quote-unquote final month of summer in August, Uh, I mean, as being August. Now, not in Arizona. I mean, the heat continues on into September and even into October, but just the idea that we are closing in on the close of the official summer, summer months kind of has me tickled. July being that middle of the year that we've clicked over to the second half of the year, You guys know that if you follow me at all, I am a lover of the fall and the holidays. And and almost like when it starts to get here, I like even just that anticipation of it coming. So this season right that we're in, even though it is still really super hot, it's kind of like that pre-excitement time. And my summer has been a... um, it's going to go down in history for uh, a couple of different reasons. Uh, One um, in particular, which I'll share with you, but I just wanted to kind of do a little bit of a recap because this has been sort of this past week, the past seven days have had kind of um, some fun stuff going on, fun and, and thoughtful and, and challenging and celebratory. But Let me just start with the most recent. Uh, Today, um, we, uh, I had a a dear friend who has a dear friend that wanted some of our kittens. I haven't really mentioned the fact that we had a second batch of kittens. We had rescued a cat a while back and did not realize that she was pregnant. And anyway, this has led to an ongoing story, but they drove over here um, and they came to not only, there were four kittens, not only get two of them for her friend, but then there were also other friends back in California um, that wanted the other two. So it couldn't have been the best, a better scenario um, than it was. It was, it's, it was just the best case scenario is what I'm trying to say. Um, and still my little heart 
uh, ached that I was saying goodbye to them. They have been a uh, rapidly developing little crew of kittens. Um, they uh, just matured and, and, and developed like a little bit ahead of the game and were so ready to go. I was wanting to maybe keep them another couple of weeks. I had done a lot of reading about they should get to nurse on mama, you know, for 10 weeks, maybe as long as 12. And this was an eight week mark. Um, But mama had already started to push them away a while ago, like a good week or greater. And they've been eating food for a couple. So I, I knew that it was okay. Um, to let them go but their little sweet faces and uh, so um, I I was grateful for the scenario it couldn't have been better like I said but I still have such a hard time saying goodbye to things that have you know made a way into my heart I think I might have shared with y'all once that I had had a Jeep Cherokee that I kept for 12 years and when I traded it in on, an, on another vehicle uh, it was a, a cool vehicle that I was getting but I just I walked around my Jeep Cherokee and said goodbye to it and thanked it for being so faithful so if that gives you an idea of how I might have felt about saying goodbye to the kittens um, but I so I held my tears so that nobody felt um, sad or bad for me but then when um, we pulled away uh, having delivered them safely into their care, um, I did let myself cry. I cried. My chin quivered. But it's kind of, um, you know, when you, I love animals and that's no, you know, I'm, I'm an empath to the nth degree. But when you do well by them and honor them and care for them and we, really did my husband built a cat condo that's on wheels we have concrete floors so having wheels on things just makes everything easier when you need to transition or shift or or whatever so um if you ever come over here get very comfortable um knowing that you might slip and slide around because you might just be on some wheels yourself but there's a cat condo and it had multiple tiers to it and has multiple tiers to it in ramps and um, hammocks and ledges and they just had the best time and so um, I prayed for them this morning as they were leaving mom that you know I know that uh, God loves all of um, the creatures that uh, are his handiwork and so I just prayed that that opportunity to find new homes for them I was grateful for that but then also prayed that it would be a good transition for everybody so that happened uh, in my summer Um, it has been a joy having those animals here and we still have mama kitty and um, and then two from her um, from her first litter why did she have a second litter Um, were we irresponsible maybe bad timing but we got the boys fixed first there were two boys that we kept and we figured that um, get them fixed first and then we would get her fixed and she is um, slippery and got out and 
over like a 48 hour period. And then we were able to get her. I kind of caught her out front and brought her in. Um, after, you know, doing everything we could to kind of lure her back. She was feral um, when she first showed up, um, preggers. So she still has that in her, you know, and probably always will. But so anyway, she came and she, of course, did uh, did find herself to be pregnant again. So we're keeping her in the cat condo until this week we make an appointment for her to... Now that the kittens are gone, we'll give her a break for a couple of days and then um, we're going to go get her fixed. But the two fellas are here um, from her first litter. So we have three cats and Dixie Daisy and they all get along um, really well. And I mean, surprisingly so, cats and dog. So there was that. So then we back up a little bit and I had uh, booked a really... Um, fun uh, job, um, a commercial. And it was an interesting ride. It was, it had kind of a, um, you know, this business is just an, it's a great, you, you can't, you can't count on anything really. And I don't mean it like you can't count on that, but you just can't plan too much or expect there to be a, a way, even though there's a loose, set of 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 expectations it's just nothing ever that you can marry yourself to and so for instance the process of auditioning um if you're not familiar with it is you usually get an initial phone call uh, phone call from your agent to go to an audition where you have been invited to show up based on the fact that you could um meet the expectations of that role and then from that initial audition if they uh being the director and the client like you then you get invited to a callback um this particular commercial audition for some reason and i didn't ask why i skipped that first audition they just invited me directly to the callback and it went really well and it was split between the casting director in the room and the director in uh, Los Angeles on Zoom and it went really well. Um, How do I know that? Well, it was a commercial that I gathered by the instructions and the direction that was given to me that was supposed to be funny and the director um, laughed aloud in a big way multiple times and so did the casting director so um and they continue to work with me that's also a good sign if if um uh, work with me and like no that's not what i meant do it again but work with me as in oh and uh would you try this oh thank you and how and try this so the interest was there and the play was there and i came home and I told Jonathan, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if I got it. And they give you an idea of when the shoot date would be. You're never told when you will hear. Um, I know that I still have family members that say, well, when will you hear? And I've been in this business for uh, decades. And uh, (laughs) I said, you know, the rules haven't changed. You never know. And sometimes, you know, when you think that you did well and you are anticipating you're going to book the job, it is kind of hard to let it go, but that's sort of what you have to do. 
So um, I knew that the shoot date tentatively was supposed to be the Thursday following this callback audition. And by the time Tuesday had rolled around, I hadn't heard anything. I surely probably would have by then because there's wardrobe fittings that need to happen before the shoot. So I was kind of like, wow, that's weird. Hmm. Not weird that I wasn't chosen, but weird that um, it was such a good audition and um, that I would have not heard something like, yeah, they went a different direction. I know that's happened before where it's been between myself and a, and a gentleman and they ended up, you know, choosing a, a gentleman, which, you know, that has a whole different feeling to it. And it's just a different direction. It didn't have anything to do with me per se. So, um, I was a little bummed, but you know, I mean, that's kind of the name of the game. Well, lo and behold, like four weeks later, uh, I get a call from my agent saying they were checking on my availability. And I said, they being, and she said, um, the PXG spot. And um, I can tell you that that's who it's for, but I really can't talk much about it. Anyway, um, so it was such a surprise. And it was also like, um, for me, um, a, a, a lesson. It was encouraging. Um, one is, you know, listen to my gut. Not that I doubted that I didn't do well, but it kind of affirmed that I kind of have feelings about, you know, when something goes well, you kind of know. There might be a number of different reasons why it doesn't happen, but uh, in this case, they were checking on my availability, which didn't mean it was a booking yet. And the backstory to that was that they had not chosen a date yet. So they just needed, they knew it was going to be within this week period. So they couldn't give a, a booking date until they had that nailed down. But also that um, uh, being a person of faith, that God's timing is mm, way better than mine and his understanding and um, there were just things going on with the spot. It kind of evolved and it had changed. And I even believe production wise, it had changed because I didn't see the director that I had auditioned for. Um, and, uh, but this particular crew that, uh, I ended up working with, so I got the spot, which was just a thrill. And, um, uh, the crew was, um, familiar. Many of them, I, I had, um, uh, had the occasion to work with before. And then of course, many that were brand new to me. And I just love that. I love the environment. It is, um, you know, so creative. You might not have exchanges with everybody that's there, but they're all working on some corner of this greater piece that they are responsible for. And it all has an undertow of, of creativity, business minded as well. You know, I mean, there's money involved and there's things they're keeping track of, but it's all on behalf of this 30 second creative spot to, um, advertise for a, um, spectacular golf club, uh, and their gear and their clothing line. So, I just had a blast. It was two days, a uh, day of fitting and and kind of being prepped for um, some lighting. Um, and it was a little involved that way. And if uh, when I get a chance to explain more of the commercial, I'll share why that was the case. There were some 
very particular details um, that needed to happen and uh, in terms of of me and um, and the in the space in which the commercial was being shot so uh, I loved it. You know, you're treated most of the time. You're treated so well. Now that doesn't mean that there isn't some work involved. I know that there are other things that I could do that would be more taxing in my life. So I'm very grateful that I have the gift of being able to, to, to do this kind of work, but it was also, um, it tiring. It was a, a lot of standing, um, all day you know essentially and uh and for me being larger you know what I mean I I did really well I was very pleased with my ability to to hang in there and made sure I was stretching and what have you but there's some components to it that you know it's not all just a breeze but I would say that um who gets to do that you know I mean there's there's just a it's not something everyone gets to do and I'm so grateful that I get to do it and that they were so pleased with me and that we had a really good time and I met some lovely people and then the care that was um, given to us uh, from the production team and creative team and even the um, uh, the product itself the the those that were gathered um, around that, the actual client. So I can't wait. I don't know when it's going to be released, but I will mention something for sure. So then that happened um, last, uh, I think it was the 27th and 28th. And then the 26th was my nine year wedding anniversary and actually the 10 year anniversary of Jonathan and I meeting. And we married exactly one year after our meeting. And we intentionally sort of chose that date. There's a story behind it, I'll tell you sometime, but it was a little bit of a cray cray date because we got married in my brother's backyard in Estrella Mountain Ranch in uh, outside of Phoenix, Arizona. So let's put that, let's do the math on that. Phoenix, Arizona, um, July the 26th, uh, monsoon season, um, hot, muggy. The, um, we weren't, we weren't completely naive though, because we chose the date for very sentimental reasons and we chose it with the understanding that really this is true even in monsoon season that when the sun starts to go down and the wedding wasn't until 7 30 and it was outside at my my brother's backyard it was beautiful I mean the setting was beautiful their backyard was beautiful the night was beautiful with the exception that most of the time, and even at our dress rehearsal the night before, when the sun goes down, um, and, and so you don't, so that you don't have the sun hitting you, the temperature still may be quite warm. But if there's a breeze, which there usually is, even in humidity, with the monsoon, of course, when the monsoon rolls in, there's more than a breeze. But then it's very doable. It's not a bad thing. And 
um, most of the time. And for our dress rehearsal, it was actually tolerable um, because there was a breeze and, you know, a little bit of moisture on your skin from the humidity. It made for a nice evening. The night that we got married, it was so still, not a breeze. And we and our guests sweat and I just remember thinking um, I love the people who are speaking because I had a slew of folks that um, spoke uh, led us I guess various pastor friends and what have you and a lot of music and uh, Jonathan and I love music so but it just went on long and was like holy moly we need to get we I need to sit down but uh, anyway so it was it was our 10-year anniversary of meeting and our nine-year uh, wedding anniversary on the 26th and then what also made that day super special now hold on because this is probably going to throw some folks but we um, broke a 21 day water only fast on at 5 p.m. on our anniversary and uh, why did we fast there's a lot of reasons we had been attempting to do a 21 day water only fast for a good couple of years we set out and we had succeeded um, to the extent of a 16 day fast two years prior and there were some challenges with Jonathan's blood pressure we thought it went lower than we had known it to go as it turns out that's kind of just what his body does in this situation so we made it 16 days two years ago and then we stopped because um, he we didn't feel it was safe for him to continue and um, and so we stopped we knew, and we tried multi knowing how hard that was we tried multiple times we gave ourselves a break and we talk ourselves out of it or we only get so far well we just drew a line in a, the sand this year and um, the day after July the 4th which would be July the 5th oh isn't it something how I can figure stuff like that out I know I know pick yourself up off the floor um, we started our fast at 5 p.m. And we, we even thought, no, do we really want to do this? Because we can't really then celebrate. But because of why we were choosing to do it and what we were setting out to really surrender ourselves to, we thought, what a better way really to celebrate that accomplishment than on our wedding anniversary. So um, we started on July the 5th a 21 day water only fast that was um a a a life altering in many ways experience um we uh had been reading a lot and listening to a lot of speakers and um uh, looking to scripture to sort of back up prayer and fasting and um, we knew that our bodies probably would benefit and we had uh, educated ourselves enough and that we knew we both had some extra 
um, fat, fat packed on that our bodies would be able to survive that nutritionally. And, um, and I, you know, it's too much right now for me to go into all the fasting thing if you're freaking out over it, but don't freak out over it. There are a few people that probably couldn't and shouldn't do it. Um, those um, teens under the age of 18, they don't recommend that. Um, perhaps under a doctor's care, but not really uh, highly recommended. And those that have maybe some challenges with um, eating disorder, such as bulimia or anorexia, that are depleted already or pregnant um, and nursing mothers. Those are the folks that probably need to stay away from it. But really, it's a miraculous thing what the body does when we fast. And the 21 days was a length of time that had more to do with spiritual uh, reasons. But even there's people out there that take on a 21 day fast just for what happens in that 21 day cycle as well. So it isn't always just a biblically based perspective. But we were just praying for um, some things that were long standing that we wanted to see come to fruition and to give our bodies a chance to um, heal from some things that uh, we knew that a break from food would provide. And I am not going to joke it's hard. Um, the first three to five days in particular, your body, you know, depending on how poorly, you know, you may have treated it food wise before, um, it really goes through some things, you know, you feel achy and tired and, um, maybe a little flu-like symptom, um, not nausea per se, but just, just achy as it's trying to, it's rapidly probably getting rid of, of toxins and what have you. But then somewhere between day five and nine, um, and probably incrementally, um, growing from that period into like a euphoric feeling like your um, body is burning fat now for its fuel. And it's like, uh, like pure. So there's a lot of energy and, and my thinking was super clear and my mood was lifted. And really hunger is gone by that time. If there's any sort of thing about food, it's really a mental thing. It's, it's the battle in my mind over what food has represented to me. Now, I think that it would have been a challenge for probably most people. Otherwise, a lot more would do it. But it really was deeply challenging to me because food, as I stepped away from it, I knew this already, but as I stepped away from it, it became crystal clear that I had given food a position with me that it did not deserve nor nor did it belong there and like I said I have known this I've done my homework I have recognized my addiction to food but I did not have a clear understanding until it had been pulled away and what in ways that I had given over to it a lot of my life and that I lived I've lived many, many years um, with food being a very cheap substitute for other things that I saw come up from the surface that I was able to address. I literally could talk about this for probably hours and I won't today. I'm going to dedicate some time um, 
to, to get into this further. But if you do have any questions for me regarding it, please um, reach out to me through um, terrysummers.com forward slash podcast, or you can email me at terrysummers at gmail.com. I spell my name T-E-R-E-Y-S-U-M-M-E-R-S. And I will, um, when we dedicate a full episode to this, I will go ahead and answer those questions. But I, I highly recommend it. And we were faithful to check blood sugars, check um, uh, blood pressure. I had mentioned that, you know, the 16 day attempt that we had stopped early because we kind of got scared and freaked out. And I would have rather done that than risk anything with anyone's health, mine or Jonathan's. But uh, on the 16th day again, this time, his blood pressure dropped. And it wasn't in a scary range, but it was lower numbers. But then it just hovered there. We did supplement with Himalayan pink salt. Um, there's a uh, uh, something called Sole, S-O-L-E, which is taking a Himalayan pink rock salt and immersing it in a, a glass jar of water and letting it dilute. And it, you know that it has then saturated the water to the degree that then it's beneficial for you to take um, when it stops... Um, dissolving so if you put like you know two or three large rocks in there and they almost go all the way away but there's still some left you know then that the water has been saturated and I would add a teaspoon of that to eight ounces every morning and you know there's some debates on really whether it gives you all the minerals that they claim it does but I know for me it did keep me feeling uh, avoiding from you know being tired or feeling of that weak kind of feeling and then Jonathan liked to actually take the little teeny pieces of it and kind of suck on a little teeny piece of the pink salt and then of course following with plenty of water but um, uh, we really in many ways never felt so good and there were times you know like I had mentioned that it was a bit of a of a, a challenge and tiresome um, going into it, but uh, that's to be expected. So I would love to do it again for the discovery. Oh, here's one thing. Um, and me more than Jonathan, but then I'm also carrying extra weight than him. There's a fact uh, of that fat um, stores toxins, right? It's actually a good thing that fat does for us. It's sort of linked to why we might carry extra weight in that we are more toxic. And so fat's doing us a favor and trying to keep it away from our organs. So as I was burning fat, you are releasing toxins into your system. And as it as the fat disintegrates there's toxins left there right so that's the reason drink plenty of water and you know keep all of that moving but then it comes out in your breath which was you know could curl uh eyebrows or singe them and then also my uh, tongue would coat and it when it started coating kind of around day nine ish um every morning I'd wake up and I had a tongue scraper and I would scrape it and then but then as I got deeper into the fast I noticed that my tongue would get coated faster and faster and y'all it was not pretty it was sorry this is TMI but you just gotta know nasty taste you can't get away from because I mean it's on your tongue right so I'm constantly brushing my teeth and scraping but um it was like a thick um 
like Elmer's glue, maybe not as white as Elmer's glue, maybe Mod Podge for you crafters out there. So I know I've told you too much already, but that is a way that um, that was like the thing that caused me maybe the most anxiety towards the end of the fast is I just wanted away so much from that um, taste. And Jonathan had some of it too. Um, his kind of came and went and then came back again. Mine just escalated until I broke the fast and it took a couple days for it to sort of stop doing that. But I really physically could have continued um probably to 40 days i know there are people out there many who go longer than 40 days even on uh, a water fast and i there's debates on that but for me you know maybe psychologically i don't know how much longer i could do i definitely could have gone physically gone longer because i had plenty of fat still left on me i did lose weight um and i actually lost uh, 25 pounds in the 21 days and then you know when you eat again because a lot some of that initially when you lose is 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 water and as it balances and so you do put a little bit back on but um, it wasn't really about the weight loss it was more about resetting some things and then also taking that time because I wasn't eating it was time for me to be with God just in a peaceful quiet uh, meditative way and that even though I've uh, I've been a person of faith and I have known God in an intimate way my whole life it, it just opened up the windows in a way that I I hope I can articulate better um, someday soon I'm still living in that it's not been a week yet so it's been an interesting summer and a summer full of um, blessings. July will go down. July 2022 um, is definitely in the history books. Um, for a surprise commercial, it'd been a while since I'd booked a commercial um, because of the pandemic. So many things, you know, shut down. And this year's just kind of been a year of things kicking back in again um, for me and for others. So it was a lovely gift of that, but also just the waiting and the timing for something to come around, um, was a lesson that I learned. And then the beauty of letting go of these little kittens, it's been, a, yeah, that's what it is. It's been a summer of letting go. And, um, uh, gosh, that just hit me. So I'm going to think about that more before I take up more of your time with it. But I just wanted to give you a peek into um, uh, summer's summer um, as we look towards August. And then it's just a hiccup into the fall. And for many of you who are listening from other states and uh, even other countries, I know that things come um, more quickly to you than it does here in terms of fall here in Arizona. So we're going to still be sweating for a good bit to come, but I know what's around the corner. And this is my, I love this time, this time when summer has moved beyond the middle of the year and we're now looking towards the second half. It's a good time and it has been a good summer with all things considered. So that's Summer's Summer, and thank you for tuning in to the Terry Summers podcast. I hope that you share and you rate and 
um, subscribe if you haven't. And we'll be back next week, y'all. Bye. <laughs>